Hey listeners, it's Keith from Evertrue. Evertrue is the end-to-end solution for insight, outreach, and analytics for higher ed advancement and stewardship teams around the world. Recently, we launched Evertrue Studios, Advancement's very first media hub, where subscribers have access to over 100 hours of free, on-demand original series and podcasts, all created with fundraisers in mind. Check us out at evertrue.com backslash studios. I'm Kim Naoni, and this is Mentorship Matters, a podcast that examines the current and future landscape of fundraising leaders and the power of inclusive mentorship in advancement. Today, I'm honored to be joined by my friend, John Tulin, Vice President with the Bryant Group, an executive search and recruitment veteran. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm good that I'm, uh, I'm spending time with you and uh, honored to have you here. And, uh, you know, you and I have known each other uh, 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 for a few years now and uh, yeah. always respected uh, your, your wisdom in this uh, search process. And so uh, as as we've, we've uh, you know, participated in a number of searches and you have run many, many searches to fill roles, we're in a different time right now, you know, with, uh, you know, I'll say interesting rather than different with COVID and the continuation of this landscape, uh, work from home, uh, then, you know, you've had the natural attrition in the industry. As we think about all those things, and in light of the current, uh, you know, market conditions, I mean, how do you see the role of networking uh, 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 being? I mean, has it become even more important? And, uh, you know, talk to me about that, uh, you know, for, for those candidates, the people that are thinking about, man, what do I do here and how do I market myself so people like John can want to position me to get hired? Sure. Well, you know, you can call it different. You can call it whatever, this environment that we're in. But at the end of the day, we're still humans. And what we do and the way we interact with each other remains constant. And networking has always been important. You've probably been told that your net worth is directly correlated to your network. And I believe that's true. You know, when you spend time with people currently in the positions that you aspire to, it can help you to accelerate your learning curve or more quickly prepare for that next step in your career. But what I think you're really asking about is in terms of obtaining a new role and the statistic is, that's often thrown around is that about 70 to 75% of people find their next job through personal relationships. I think that's pretty close to accurate. As you mentioned, you know, I'm an executive recruiter in the world of advancement, and I'm working to fill positions as quickly as possible. So after making a list of the people that I know that are ideal for the job, the next thing I do is go to my network. I start mm-hmm. by asking my Bryant Group colleagues, who do they know that might be good for the role that I'm filling? And inevitably, I get two types of names. One are candidates, and the others are names of sources who might direct me to candidates. So in other words, I utilize my network, and I utilize my network's network. So I guess if you want to look at this from a candidate's perspective, the better networked you are, the more likely it is that someone will mention your name when you are contacted, when they're contacted. That I mean, I would not be in, a, in, in many of the roles that I've been in without what you're talking about. 
without, uh, you know, being intentional in making those relationships with uh, people that are in roles that I, I would like to, uh, that I aspire to get into. And uh, in some cases, even those roles that I did not get uh, through that process, I learned from the search firm how to prepare for interviews, how to to tell my story. And mm -hmm. I took those experiences to heart for the next time. And, uh, you know, we, we, this kind of leads me to, uh, you know, the whole conferencing thing. So I tell people all the time, you know, you go to a conference, you know, two things you're learning. One, the content is important. You know, you're, you're developing professionally. Number two, connect with people. You see that, that the attendees list, who's there? Don't be afraid to go and connect with them. Not like, hey, John, I'm looking for a job. It's like, hey, John. Because <laughs> some, some people, you know, some people walk around, you know, with resumes like you're in a, you're, you're in a uh, fast date, one of those uh, minute date things, right? Yeah, speed hey, dating. Hey, John, here's my resume. So I'm looking for a job. It's like, well, oh, time out. Who are you? Like, tell me about you. I want to get to know you. And what I found is when I've gone to these conferences uh, or any professional development opportunities and I sit down with whether it's somebody like yourself or a, a president of a foundation and we're having a conversation and they get to know me, what followed after that is an email or even an outreach say, hey, I enjoyed talking with you. I really, I really think uh, you have a, we have a great future. I'd like to keep in touch with you. Uh, if we have an opportunity, I'd like to have a conversation. Oh, I'm, most of the time, that's how it is gone when I've not been sort of uh, out there. So uh, long story short, getting back to you, your advice for people as they're, as they're navigating uh, conferences and networking uh, in those kind of venues. So, you know, you want to talk about networking, and there's a lot of different ways to network. And I would say that the best way for professionals to network is the way that works for them. But since you're talking about conferences, let's let's talk about conferences as one of the tools in the toolbox of networking, because conferences can be very effective. Absolutely. Fact, you and I met at a conference. Yeah, that's where we first interacted. Mm -hmm. And then we've met up at a number of conferences ever since then. So. I think conferences are an excellent place to network. I mean, the fact that you and the other person are there ensures that you have similar interests. Therefore, starting a conversation becomes a lot easier. So you yep. can build a genuine relationship. You don't have to run up to somebody and say, I've got a job. I, I want to, I need a job. I need a job. Here's my resume, <laughs> as you were talking about. Um, what I like about conferences is that they take place in a condensed period of time and in a condensed Space, which means that you have the opportunity to run into the same people repeatedly. And this helps breed familiarity. And in marketing, it's referred to as the rule of seven, which states that an individual needs to hear or see something seven times before their brain acknowledges it for the first time. So taking that same approach here, people need to engage with you multiple times in order for you to become memorable to them. Um, in fact, <laughs> I'll give you a personal example. Mm -hmm. um, in February of 2020, I attended a conference immediately before the pandemic, and I wanted to meet a prominent advancement professional. So I made sure that I and this person had a conversation. Now, the conversation was brief, but I put my name and my face in front of this person for the first time. 
And then because of the pandemic, we didn't interact for the next two years. So fast forward to when conferences started taking place again, I saw that we were scheduled to attend an upcoming conference. So I reached out to this person and I invited them to a dinner that my company was hosting and they accepted and they said, I look forward to meeting you. So clearly my interaction with that person was not sufficient to hold a really firm place in their memory. And that's okay. Yes. You know, that's how humans are designed. We have to hear things multiple times or see things multiple times or engage with things multiple times before it registers. And that's why marketers create campaigns that are so repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just do it. You know, every time, every time you see that swoosh, that even, even, even though you don't see the tag, just do it. You look at it and just think, just do it. Nike. It yeah. resonates. Or you hear a radio ad and they say, dial one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Don't forget that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, you yeah. just repeat it multiple times to drill <laughs> it in. And that's how our brains work. So uh, if somebody is, you know, we're talking about in, in, in a different situation with uh, a colleague of mine uh, who was early in their career that are not yet on the radar of, uh, you know, search firms because, you know, they may be assistant director, associate, or what have you. And so the question was, how do I begin to prepare myself in build, building my brand so that I can put myself in a position to connect with people who are in search firms uh, early on in their career so that they keep in mind as they think about, you know, uh, building a pipeline for future candidates. And uh, so I, I, I'm, I was wondering about that, you know, what advice you would give somebody in those shoes early in their career, they're not yet a senior director, executive, what, what not, but they would like to figure out how they can put themselves uh, in, 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 in one's radar, on one's radar. Yeah, that's a great question. And so conferences are an ideal place to engage in those types of conversations. Um, oftentimes a company like mine will have a booth in the exhibitor hall and you can come up and have a conversation with us and we can talk about anything. I do understand that sometimes people are there with their colleagues and they don't want to be seen at the exhibitor's booth. Um, having a conversation with a recruiter, I totally get that. Um, but they can swing by and they can say, hey, here's my business card. I'd love to speak with you while we're here together. Maybe we can find someplace quiet or a little more secluded to have a conversation. And, um, you know, I always take them up on that offer. You know, I'll text them a little bit later and uh, we'll arrange for a place to have a more private conversation. Um, but, you know, if you're early in your career, heck, if you're at any part in your career, I think one of the keys to success in life is having a plan, you know, and it's no different if you're networking at a conference, um, have a plan for how to network with people. Um, you know, I can give you some examples. You mentioned some of them a moment ago, but I can go a little deeper if that would be helpful. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned looking at the program, you know, that's the first thing you should do. Who are the presenters or who are the panelists that you want to meet? And does anyone in your network know them? And would that person in your network be willing to make an introduction between the two of you so that you can meet while you're at the conference? And if yes, then you know, you're know you far more likely to obtain that meeting because now it's not a cold introduction, it's a warm introduction. Um, but let's say that there's nobody in your network that knows them. Go to their session, 
meet with them after their presentation when they're exiting the stage. Um, you know, tell them what was meaningful, what resonated with you in what they talked about. That's why they're there to make a difference. And, you know, most of the conferences that I attend, and Kim, I guess most of the conferences you attend, and I guess yeah. I would imagine, um, send a list of attendees shortly before the first day of the conference. So, you know, if you are looking to create a pathway to meet certain people, go through that list, prioritize the people you'd like to meet. And again, does anyone in your network know any of those people? And are they willing to make an introduction between the two of you? If yes, great, you'll probably get a cup of coffee out of the, out of the thing. And if not, you know, find their email, find their LinkedIn address, ask them if they're willing to have a cup of coffee with you while you're there in person. Um, and when they say yes, and this is kind of obvious, but set a firm day, a firm time, and a location, and then you're guaranteed to have their undivided attention for at least a quarter hour. No, those those are really really good tips. Uh, what do you, what do you thought about LinkedIn? Uh, I mean, I've I've often said, uh, and uh, somebody told me years ago. So you may go on LinkedIn and you see somebody. Let's say this is John. He's my buddy. But he's also friends uh, with Mary, who is uh, working for an organization that I want to go uh, be part of. So don't go to click, hey, Mary, and message, hey, Mary, so here's my resume. I'm looking for a job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, make sure that you go to John and say, hey, John, so I know you know Mary. Would you mind, uh, you know, would it be okay for you uh, to introduce me to them? Because I would like to find out about opportunities within the organization. And, and so that way it is not a, a cold sort of uh, outreach because I've been told by some of my peers that anytime somebody just bombards me with a friend request on LinkedIn and the next message is, hey, I'm looking for a job and I see you, you have job X, Y, and Z posted, I just automatically go unfriend, you know, bye-bye, because I just think that that's, that's not proper. Uh, what, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on, on the, on the LinkedIn approach? You know, it's a good question. LinkedIn is an amazing tool and it's revolutionized, you know, the professional marketplace. It's not without its problems. Um, if somebody does what you just described, kind of bombards somebody with, hey, I, I have I want this job or I need a job and here's my resume. It, it sounds like they might be running from something. Yes. And as a hiring authority, I don't think you want somebody who's running from something, but rather somebody who's running toward something. Oh, yes. So I'm sure there's a better way to build a relationship quickly on LinkedIn before announcing that you would like to be considered for an opportunity. Um, but one of the techniques that can work really well for individuals is along the lines of what you were just saying, which is let's say that you're on LinkedIn and you see that XYZ University has an opening. Um, you might ask somebody in your network to contact the hiring authority over there and nominate you for the role. So then all of a sudden they were calling you and saying, Kim, I got a call from a mutual acquaintance, so-and-so, and they indicated that um, that I should talk to you about this opportunity. Do you think you might be open to a new opportunity? I might. Let's have a conversation. 
And of course, you orchestrated the entire thing. Um, but it's a more subtle way of getting in front of them and one that really seems to be effective. That's, uh, you know, I, I, couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's, uh, for me, uh, when I've had good uh, success, even in just forming a relationship, it's been somebody I met at a conference uh, through a friend, and then we connect, or somebody we met somewhere in, in person, and then they suggest, hey, you might want to connect to so-and-so via LinkedIn, and just have a conversation, you know, to build rapport, not necessarily only when you're looking for a job, because I think it's important to, to, to have that, you know, genuine relationship with a colleague, you can bounce ideas off. And, you know, at some point, we're always hiring. So at some point, somebody say, hey, you know, I've known you for five years now. And I think where you are right now is really not a place for you. I, I, how about you talk to my friend, John? Uh, he, you know, he's got some opportunities. And I think his organization is where you should be. And I'm happy to make an introduction. And I've actually had those happen. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I had a colleague, uh, you know, we were uh, uh, at a, uh, a program, graduate program, and he said, you know, I've known you for years, but I didn't really know you. And now that we've gone through this program together, I've really gotten to know you. And I got to tell you, where you are right now, you you could do much better and bigger things. And so I'm going to be looking out for you and I'll send a few things your way and I'll be happy to be your reference whenever you need it. And you know, wow. that was amazing. I, I mean, we, this was, I was not saying, Hey, help, help, help. I'm running from, from a dumpster fire. You know, I said, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's interesting how those things work sometimes. It is. And, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, how can you get on the radar of a company like ours? Um, and I'm sure I'm sure that other search firms do something similar to this, but we get so many requests from people. Hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? And 15 minutes is never just 15 minutes. It's always 30. And if that happens multiple times a week, you know, you've lost many, many hours. And so one of the things that Bryant Group did that I thought was genius was we started something we call Third Thursday at 3. And it takes place the third Thursday of every month at three o'clock uh, central time. And it's a Zoom. And anyone who is exploring the job market in the nonprofit sphere is welcome to have a conversation with us. It's um, an opportunity for them to ask anything that they want to know about current market conditions or how to answer complex questions or how to navigate their career, what should be the next step. And it's not just Bryant group giving answers, but it's their peers weighing in and talking about their personal experiences and giving guidance. In fact, um, Bryant group is usually the last one to speak when a question is asked. We want the peers to do it first. So that is a great way for somebody to, to expand their network as they can join that, uh, that conversation with us and meet other people who are like-minded and looking for something in the nonprofit arena. I, I like that. I think I think that's uh, that that's sound advice, and uh, you know it's uh, it's something that uh, is going to be helpful for people for people to know. And so, when it comes to uh, to to mentoring, um, and especially when you think about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, uh, you know, I've talked to a number of uh, young professionals, uh, you know, of color, who are looking to build a career but they don't in mentorship, they don't have a good mentor. 
or um, you know, they are not necessarily in a place where they can figure out the the route to building a career in 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 advancement. Uh, what's your what's your advice there, and what what they should do, knowing that they're coming, they may be coming from a position where there's some structural barriers that prevent them from 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 advancing or from being a, a candidate for that matter. Sure. So we've now delved into a much more complex issue than yes. networking <laughs> at conferences, haven't we? Yes. Um, you know, I think that one of the tools that I learned early in my career is applicable to anyone, and that is to be a resource to others. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit about people being at a conference. I have my resume handing it out, or I'm connecting on LinkedIn because I want a job. Um, instead of what can you get from the relationship, ask yourself what you can give in the relationship. And so if you're looking for a mentor, and I think, by the way, that's a fantastic thing. Um, I think every professional, young, mid-career or advanced career does well if they have a mentor or sometimes it's called a, a coach. Um, but if you're, if you're, young and trying to excel in this industry, find ways to contribute. So if you've been to a conference and you've listened to a speaker that you really appreciated, make note of the types of topics that they talk about and that they post on LinkedIn and their other social media. And when you see something that correlates, send it to them and tell them, hey, I was thinking about you. I th thought this might be useful for your next presentation. Um, give more than you ask to receive and you will receive more than you ever give um so i think that's what i would do people will recognize that you want to be a leader in this industry if you're giving if you are a servant and um and i think that will naturally lead towards somebody offering to be a mentor for you so as we sort of get to the tail end of this uh uh, key takeaways for folks who are thinking about, uh, you know, networking and w w do's and don'ts, uh, what type of networking they should pursue. What would you say three key takeaways uh, in terms of the power of networking and the importance of networking uh, for all levels uh, of, of career professionals and advancement? You know, I guess I would start with this. Start with the end in mind, okay? If you don't know what your goal is, then you don't know how to get there. So it goes back to what we talked about earlier about having a plan. Um, you know, there's lots of different techniques for networking at a conference. Um, I can certainly share some of those with you. Um, I, I got to say one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is sitting at the back of the room whether it's because they came in late or because they don't want to be seen, I don't know what it is, but if you sit at the front of the room, first of all, if you want to meet those presenters, you are visually in their sight and yep. it breeds that familiarity that we talked about. Um, but I bet you've been to conferences just like I have where the audio visual system didn't work or it didn't work really well. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Or the, the visuals up on the screen yeah. are so small, you couldn't read them. Um, so if you're at the front of the room, you're going to get a lot more um, interaction and what have you. Um, another key takeaway I would recommend is that if the session that you're attending 
utilizes audience participation, participate, add to the discussion or pose questions. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I do that all the time. You know it. I mean, I, 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 sit I know. Front and I participate because some of these people are really interesting. I mean, I went, I went uh, to one where Ahmaud Aubrey's mother was speaking at, at uh, a case diverse uh, philanthropy and leadership conference. Yes. And she, you know, there was a panel and I said, this is a woman who uh, lost a son in a very tragic event that, uh, you know, impacted our entire country. And she's 10 steps from me. And yeah. you're going to go sit in the back of the room and not get an opportunity to hear her, uh, you know, talk to her and have a conversation. I mean, come on, that's a no brainer. You never, you might never get that chance. So I'd say go for it. Absolutely. And if we're talking about career growth, you know, I'll tell you that the very first professional conference that I ever attended, there was a number of panelists up on the stage and they're asking questions of the audience and virtually nobody in the audience was responding. <laughs> and as a result, I ended up being a significant participant in their conversation. And I was embarrassed because I didn't feel like that was my place, but nobody else was speaking up. But as I was leaving the room, a person stopped me. They handed me their business card and they said, I enjoyed hearing what you had to say in that session. I'm hiring for a position and I want you to apply. I, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I'd been silent like everybody else in the room. So if you if you want career growth, you got to find some way to stand out a little bit. That is great. That is great. I mean, it's uh, standing out in, in, the, in, in the right way and just just yes, being, in, being, the right yeah, in the right way be authentic you know but uh because i because i've seen some uh some situations where people stand out in the wrong way and uh you know uh <laughs> i remember one uh, quick example i was at this conference and somebody gets up and they said you know we are young professionals we demand that we have good work-life balance you you all need to recognize that we have to have a vacation time and travel that's important to us and oh, by the way, if you're going to ask us for uh, more responsibilities, you got to pay us up. And so I'm looking at my friend who's a talent manager, and I said, I just can't believe they said that. I mean, now I understand the intent was to say maybe work-life balance is important to us. And so as we seek roles, we seek those environments that promote that. That's completely different, right? And so you're sitting there saying, well, you do realize you're entering a field that involves engaging people in social settings. And oftentimes it demands to go above and beyond nine to five. I mean, that's just the nature of what we do. We are at the behest of the individuals we're dealing with. You could be, you know, sitting uh, in Miami enjoying uh, your cocktail and a benefactor who wants to support the children's cancer center calls you and says, uh, I would like to speak with you in the next hour. Uh, I have an idea. I want to fund the center, but I need to speak with you. Well, that may be your off time, but you do what you want to do, what, what is important for the organization. You go and make it happen. So I've seen those and I said, you know, uh, that's when coaching comes in. You, talk, you talked earlier about coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that's when somebody, one of your friends or something say, Hey, yo, yeah. So ask questions or do all this, but yeah, just think about what you're saying before you say it. But you know, that's where a mentor may come in as well to help them 
formulate that message right. in a more appropriate manner. And, you know, we were all young once and we all said foolish things and we hopefully can look back on it and laugh now. Oh, yeah. But, you know, having that mentor, having that coach, having that guide who can help you to craft your messaging and make sure that you're saying things in a way that is coming across in the way that you mean it instead of maybe through what sounds like a selfish lens in the example that you just gave, um, it can be very beneficial. And I, and I tell you, hey, I'm guilty as charged because when I was, when I was early in my career, I was one of those kind of people that goes out there and just like, boom, uh, you know, in your face, Hey, I'm good. Okay. So I, you know, you got to recognize <laughs> I'm good and you got to, you know, you have to hire me. And then real quickly, I uh, realized that, you know what, you're good. And that does not matter because uh, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're telling people you're good, that means you're probably not good. People should rec you know, recognize good through work that you're putting in. And so uh, over the years I, I evolved and I, and I grew and I, I got mentored with the right people, uh, and, and, you know, that, uh, got me to, to see what you're talking about, uh, that, you know, being, being vocal, uh, you know, expressing yourself being, you know, and participation in these things is important, but do so in a constructive way, because at the end of the day, you're, you're projecting your brand, who you are, and that comes across. And. Sometimes, uh, and most times I'll say, uh, how you interact with folks and how people see you and perceive you, then to say, you know what? That person made a very good observation. I want to go have coffee with them and figure out how they, how they, uh, the, the, uh, they, they came, they arrived to that point. Mm -hmm. And that coffee leads to, Hey, meet my friend, John Tulin over here. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he may be helpful to you at some point. So it's never dull. No, no. Well, John, this has been a great conversation. I've enjoyed this uh, tremendously. And, uh, you know, Me too. I, I appreciate your, 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 your insight into this. And, folks, uh, there you have it. I'm Kim Naoni. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Mentorship Matters. Uh, see you soon.